Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. Grace, over the weekend, we had a number of different episodes pop up in the podcast feed. First, on Saturday, we had Jan Simpson's latest episode of All the Drama, in which she talks about the 1931 Pulitzer Prize uh, winner, Allison's House by Susan Glassbell. Uh, and then on Sunday, actually, first Saturday night in Patreon and Sunday morning in the regular feed, uh, I had an interview with the great John O'Hurley talking about the one-person show, Every Brilliant Thing, that he's doing down here in Orlando. So we talked about that. And then, of course... We had uh, this week on Broadway on Sunday as well, talking about all the things that James, Peter, and Michael have seen recently. So check all of those things out. After we record today on Broadway, Grace, you and I are going to be doing our first Patreon-only mailbag episode where we're going to answer some questions that some listeners have submitted via Patreon. And uh, it's fun. There's some good questions in here. I'm a little afraid of one of them because I don't want to screw it up because this is so... It's so in my like Venn diagram wheelhouse that if I don't get this right, I'm going to like be mad at myself forever. So if you want to hear us answer those questions, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. That will not be anywhere else other than in the Patreon feed. So I'm excited. So Grace, you're going to have to help me out on that one, although I, I know it's not necessarily in your cinematic universe uh, that you that you normally dive into. Mm, okay, interesting, interesting. I'm I'm perplexed. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, let's dive into the news, though. There's not a ton of news, but we are going to start with a story out of San Diego. The Old Globe released its 2024 season that'll start early next year. The big thing coming out of there is the fact that the new musical Ride will have its North American premiere coming up in March and running through April. The show previously had run in London, and it tells the story of the first woman to ride a bicycle around the world, which I don't know, maybe they built bridges over the ocean. I'm not exactly sure how they did that. Um, but it is a show that features a book, music and lyrics by Freya Catron Smith and Jack Williams and is directed by Sarah Meadows. It'll begin performances on March 30th with an opening night on April 5th, and it is scheduled for only 27 performances. Grace, you obviously went over to London earlier this fall or, in the, or late summer. I've heard a little bit about this, but I haven't seen a ton about it. I, I know I don't think you saw this one, but have you heard much about Ride over in London? I've only seen the artwork and, of course, like the press room has been promoting and, and I've been interested in that. But I haven't beyond that. I, I don't know. So I'm kind of intrigued by the whole premise. Yeah, it's very cool. A lot of the art, uh, you know, actual women on actual bikes, which is kind of cool. And it's it's fun to see how they are able to make that work on on stage. But the entire season at the Old Globe, as is often the case, is is pretty tremendous. In January, they will have a production of Sanaz Tusi's English. In February, a new play that was commissioned by the Globe called The Age of Innocence by playwright Karen Zacharias. Ride in March. They will also have in March a production of Rajiv Joseph's King James. Then in May, they will have a world premiere commissioned by the Globe called Stir by Melinda Lopez and Joel Perez. Then in May, they will do a production of Fat Ham, which, of course, you can hear James Imes talk about that show in a special episode a few weeks ago with Ashley. Then they'll have the American premiere of the show Dual Reality beginning in July. This is a production by The Seven Fingers. Then in July, they will have a new play by Kate Hamill called Miss Holmes and Miss Watson, Apartment 2B, obviously playing on the... Um, 
Sherlock Holmes and, and John Watson relationship from those books. Then in September of 2024, they will have the West Coast premiere of Ken Ludwig's Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. And then in September of next year, they will have Dracula, A Comedy of Terrors, written by Gordon Greenberg and Steve Rosen, who I recently interviewed. They talked about the show and its off-Broadway run in a defeat a couple weeks ago. Then they will also do a Shakespeare production, a new adaptation of Henry VI, adapted and directed by Barry Edelstein. That'll begin performances in late June. So lots of great stuff, Grace, over at the Old Globe in San Diego. Really doing great work. Some of the best things that we've seen in New York here in in recent months, uh, getting their, their West Coast due coming up in 2024. All right, so we've talked about this this new musical before, and it had its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival last week, and it is Dick's colon, the musical. As we talked about before, this is based off of a two-person off-Broadway show called Fucking Identical Twins, and it's very loosely based on like the whole parent trap style idea of two twins who didn't know they were twins meeting each other and all of that stuff. As of now, and I know that news last week has made Rotten Tomatoes a very difficult thing to like look at seriously. Not that I think you should have looked at it seriously beforehand, but Dick's the Musical currently has a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And I wanted to go through some of those reviews. Starting first with Peter DeBruge from Variety, who said, quote, The absurdist brainchild of Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp, Dix is an unapologetically puerile, hard-R novelty that's just lo-fi enough to maintain its underground cred. If any other distributor were backing it, Dix might shrivel into home video obscurity. Considering A24's bizarre house cachet, however, the hipster boutique should be able to leverage the buzz from the movie's opening midnight birth at the Toronto Film Festival, plus the legitimizing involvement of real-deal Broadway stars Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane to box office success. Um, going down to Christy Puchko from Mashable, who said, quote, this is an unrelenting explosion of comedy. Sharp and Jackson swing big and broad, fitting both their dumb and dumber style jokes and the musical theater song numbers. Jackson in particular recalls 90s era Jim Carrey with his rubber faced mugging and eccentric elocution. There's also gross out gags, provocative punchlines, juvenile nudity and Bowen Yang as a gay and glam god who drops iconoclastic jokes that had the crowd at the TIFF world premiere absolutely screaming with laughter. Joining this ensemble and mocking the archetype alpha males is Megan the Stallion in a supporting role that is fierce and fiercely funny, climaxing in a rap number that's wild fun. Grace, we've talked about this when this kind of released its trailer and it started getting some buzz. Not exactly the thing that you think is going to come from off-Broadway to a movie theater, but with A24, it does seem to kind of fit. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching these two dudes for about seven to 10 years now um, in New York City. Like, I would go to Josh Sharp and Eric. Like, they've been doing these UCB shows for years. So um, it's no surprise to me that by this point in their career, like with the podcasts and everything, um, it, they are just so funny. And I love what they said about Aaron Jackson's face. It is absolutely <laughs> a Jim Carrey, like rubber band. Like it's, it's, he, he's just so expressive. So it's really good stuff. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. There's this era of New York City comedians that have now moved to Los Angeles, done all these kind of experimental stuff. You've got like Rachel Sennett from Bottoms um, with Ayo Adabiri. You've got mm-hmm. this movie. You've got, oh, and I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's the guy who wrote Los Spokies on um, HBO Max. Like, oh, yeah. 
there's there's just so many and it's so funny to see like okay wow yeah i remember when we were all in a basement and they were doing they were just like trying some of these bits out for the first time and now they're like full out like indie films so i'm excited for this era of comedy and i'm excited for this era of film i think that we've needed it for a long time it's it's been a long time since we've had things like the mall rats era of like indie comedy darlings and so i'm i'm excited for whatever this is so Dick's the Musical is getting its release, presumably a limited one, at least at first, on September 29th. And again, I, I don't think any of the theaters that it's going to be playing in have been released yet. But Grace, if people are in New York City, what would be the ideal place to see this movie and maybe grab a drink or dinner before or afterwards? I think that you're going to have to go to Miss Lily's, um, the Jamaican spot on uh, close to the Angelica Film Center. See the movie, get a little popcorn upstairs. Um, they've got great treats. And then from there, like walk down to the Lower East Side and get uh, another like ice cream or something. Oh, they actually have Morgan Stearns nearby. So you can stay all on the same strip uh, downtown in Soho for that one. OK. All right. And what's the movie theater that they should go to? The Angelica. The Angelica. Sure. OK, that's the name of it. OK, gotcha. Awesome. All right, great. Well, coming up this week, we are starting to get some more things beginning previews and even opening off Broadway. So let's run through this week's theatrical schedule. It will start tonight, Monday night over at MCC, but it's actually a production with Playwrights Realm, and it is Mary Gets Hers. It begins performances tonight and is currently scheduled to run through October 7th. This is a kind of a wild concept. Um, I'm going to read it to you here. It's the 10th century. A plague rages on in Germany. Everyone is turning into foam. When two overzealous hermits find an abandoned orphan named Mary, they scheme a saintly rescue mission to protect her purity at any and all costs. Mary, however, has other plans for herself. This is based off of an actual 10th century play by Rosvita of Grandersheim, who was like a nun um, back in the 10th century, who is believed or is the first known female playwright in history. Probably many others who had to you know, pretend that they were men writing in, in secret. Um, it's based off her play, Abraham or the Rise and Repentance of Mary. This is a new show written by Emma Horwitz and directed by Josiah Davis, again, through Playwrights Realm, which is the company in residence uh, at MCC this season. Seems bonkers and seems rife with lots of opportunities for some really interesting humor and comedy. And Grace, as even though this is not necessarily an MCC specific production, anything that they deem worthy to put on one of their stages, uh, I, I think you and I are, are predisposed to enjoy. Oh, absolutely. Every time. We are such fans. <laughs> All right, so let's head over to Broadway, and on Tuesday night, we have the first preview performance of Manhattan Theatre Club's production of Yaya's African Hair Braiding, written by Jocelyn Bio and directed by Whitney White. Interestingly, this show is only running for like a month and a half. Its opening night is on October 3rd, and it's set to close on October 29th. Obviously, the Samuel J. Friedman has... You know, they're booked. It's a subscription house. They have a lot of stuff coming in. They have prayer for the French Republic beginning in December. So maybe there's some opportunity for Yaya's to extend a little bit before they have to load out and load in for that. But this show is by one of the best playwrights uh, working in New York City. Jocelyn Bio also has a, a small role in the first season of Russian Doll on Netflix, which uh, was very fun. There's a lot of like indie theater people that showed up in that show. So excited to hear all about this one, especially when it opens on October 3rd. 
Then on Thursday, we have another show beginning previews on Broadway, and that is Melissa Etheridge, colon, My Window. This is beginning performances at the Circle in the Square Theater ahead of an opening night on September 28th. It is currently scheduled to close on November 19th. Of course, the show had an off-Broadway run at New World Stages, and Grace, people love this. I think that the, the thought was that it was a little long when it was off-Broadway, uh, but it is essentially Melissa Etheridge telling her story, singing her her iconic songs, and you know, to this day, she is still an incredible musician and storyteller. And whether or not they trimmed anything, who knows? But I think a lot of Melissa Etheridge fans would be fine to sit through a three-hour one-person concert uh, of her of her song. So I have, a, I have a feeling this will do really, really well. It was very well received when it ran off Broadway earlier this year. Oh yeah, I will be there. I cannot wait. Awesome. Uh, all right. So also on Thursday, we have an opening, and this is a show that just began performances fairly recently. And this is Rachel Bloom's show, Death, Let Me Do My Show, directed by Seth Barish. It is playing at the Lucille Lortel Theater just through September 30th. As we talked about, they she has to get out of there because Aubrey Plaza is coming in uh, the next month. So this is one... Look, I, I'm I'm very disappointed that it didn't play for an extra week so that I could see it. But they've got a great schedule on this one. They have Monday night shows and 5.30 and 8.30 Saturday night shows. So this is one where if you're heading into New York City, you are able to kind of slip it in on some, some maybe quieter nights. I think Rachel Bloom's hilarious. I think she's brilliant. And uh, I, I would highly recommend getting a chance to check this one out if you're in the city between now and the end of the month. Then on Friday, we have the first preview performance of Gutenberg, the musical, over at the James Earl Jones Theater. Of course, this one stars original Book of Mormon co-stars Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells. It is set to have its official opening night on October 12th and run through January 28th. It is directed by Alex Timbers, who directed the original production off-Broadway, and it features a book and music and lyrics by Scott Brown and Anthony King, who... I, I think Grace, correct me if I'm wrong, that this is a UCB thing as well, right? Yes, it is. Is everything that's good a UCB thing? Uh, no, but no? I, do think, <laughs> I do think that there was a lot of talent um, in those rooms. Like there was a reason that it was the mecca of like where you would go to study and to like craft and to meet people, to be frank. Like, I mean, it, I don't I, I partly blame UCB and I don't blame UCB. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they're totally the reason, but for some extent, like that, if you weren't already going to NYU or you are, weren't already going to like one of those big institutions, like this was the spot that everyone said, like, this is where your, your career is going to take off. And and they weren't wrong. It just didn't always have to do completely with being at UCB. It's the people that you met. Yeah. And when this show originally ran off Broadway, it had, um, two incredible stars, Jeremy Shamos and Christopher Fitzgerald. Of course, we know Christopher Fitzgerald is, is is amazing. He is going to be in Spamalot on Broadway. Jeremy Shamos currently able to be seen in Only Murders in the Building, season three, where he plays Dickie uh, in this season. So uh, very cool. That one, again, only currently scheduled to run through January 28th. I imagine that Josh and Andrew are very busy. I think that Andrew might be coming back to Broadway in another show, either later this season or perhaps uh, early next season. So we'll have to wait. Whoa. I'm just saying. This is tea. I mean, maybe we'll talk about it on the uh, uh, on the Patreon episode, the mailbag episode. Maybe you can send me an email with a question and then I can answer it on that episode, Grace. But uh, but we will have to wait and see about that. 
All right. Also coming up this week on Saturday, we have the first preview performances of the Roundabout Theater Company's production of The Refuge Plays, an epic tale told in three generations. It's a new play by Nathan Allen Davis and directed by Patricia McGregor, and it is currently set to run through November 12th. Then on Sunday, we talked about this show last week, Swing State will officially open off-Broadway at the Mineta Lane Theater from Audible Theater, a really interesting concept and heard great things coming out of it from the Chicago's Goodman Theater. So if you want information on any of those shows that we talked about here, you can check out the show notes. All right, Grace, let's wrap up the show with a couple of videos from the... Curtain Up Broadway Festival, which happened over the weekend. Playbill was one of the presenting sponsors. They've got some great videos. The one I want to highlight, they have a little video with like the intro, which is like 30 minutes and Ariel Jacobs and Melody Boutiou and Colin Donnell and Patty Murin all perform. Jelani Remy is there as well. Um, but the one that I really want to highlight is they have like the whole hour plus of like the the Prudential Stages on Broadway concert, which is they had a bunch of people around the country submit videos of them performing. They flew four of them to New York City to be a part of this. They got to see some shows. They got to have like a one-on-one session with Brittany Johnson, who also hosted the event. They got to go see some like a hot on Broadway and do a meet and greet with the cast. And then they performed in Times Square and they announced one winner. The winner received $10,000 in cash. I mean, I'm sure they gave them a check. They actually had a huge check. And then some of the other folks got $5,000, $2,500, and 1500 So everybody there got money. But they have all the performances by all of these people. They have the award ceremony. Um, it's very, very cool. The winner is named Zala Valin. She sang Independently Owned from Shucked. She was fantastic. She's also... She she was on the national tour of Hairspray as Little Inez and is an Oklahoma City University grad. She was fantastic. Brittany Johnson, who is very pregnant right now, um, also sang The Story Goes On from Baby, which I thought was, was very cool. So it's a whole hour of this whole thing. All of the finalists sing other performances as well. Very, very cool. So I would highly recommend you check that out. Did you get to see anything walking through Times Square? Because I know it started on Friday. Did you did you happen to run into any of the stuff happening uh, there? I didn't, but I knew all obviously all the things going on and like who was introducing what and all those performances. So I'm looking forward to watching the videos. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week. Don't forget, if you want to hear our mailbag episode, or if you want to be able to submit questions for our next mailbag, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. 